you know, as, as, as someone who's a creative, you constantly feel the need to create. I don't think there's any uh, reason rhyme to it. I mean, there's going to be something, you know, there's going to be some sort of mental deficiency for me or some <laughs> sort of disease, some sort of underlying disease that just like pulls you towards this. Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. On this episode, I chat with Kevin Silva, most recently of The Warren Kids who have a new EP coming out in July. In our discussion, Kevin seems to come upon what his first instrument actually was. Plus, we cover the start of Senior Discount and what the Providence scene was like for them during the early 2000s. And we get into the meaning behind some of his songwriting these days. Hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, please leave a rating or review wherever you're listening right now. And make sure to follow Where the Living Room Used to Be on Instagram because I'll be posting some classic show photos, flyers, and more from Kevin's time in music. Thanks. My father specifically would introduce me to a bunch of vinyls that he just had, uh, most of which being the Beatles. I, I feel like at a young age, listening to the Beatles, getting into that, slowly being introduced to music, and then just uh, as it progressed, just trying to take a stab at it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how much, uh, like, I guess, like, how much was that around? Or, like, do you remember any, like, early memories of uh, thinking about songwriting? Oh, my gosh. Uh, or was it just, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously the Beatles are, you know, hugely yeah. influential to so many people, but were you starting to, like, break this stuff down? Uh, for sure, for sure. I think that, um, you know, around the tween years, you start to noodle around a little bit and, and get a feel for kind of release that artistic expression that I think that most uh, songwriters just, it, it's innate. I feel like that, mm -hmm. that in me has always been, whether it be any artistic uh, venture, you know, when I was younger, it was like doodling and, and, and art drawing. Um, but then as you, as I, as I grew, it got into like performance art. Um, uh, comedy has always been huge for me too. Really? Cool. Um, yeah. So any, anything uh, I think that performance wise was always in me. And then uh, just a natural progression of, hearing songs uh falling completely head over heels in love with music um mm -hmm. and just uh, you know a kid of the mtv generation too just the whole culture of of what it was to be a musician and, and to be a, a songwriter i think at the time was just really interesting to me so i think as a tween is when i really got into it is when i really started writing uh playing around with song structure and uh i think that's what, that where i started mm -hmm. And what was your first instrument then? Were you uh, playing guitar? Were you? Um... Yeah, yeah. I think the the, the my first foray into it would have been on the uh, acoustic guitar, just picking it up at home. It was always a, a guitar, a piano, some any musical instruments are always just kind of scattered around. So I, I had great exposure to it. Um, so yeah, my dad would kind of sit around and play uh, some standards. So just watching him. I think mm -hmm. I started, I started, you know, like much any guitar player, I think would um, just kind of banging on the acoustic itself, like treating it like yeah, a bongo yeah. drum. Then you start playing <laughs> it and you start learning it, you know, and uh, I don't know, it just, uh, it became something that I picked up little by little, but I'd say, yeah, guitar I started off with. Uh, eventually when I started playing uh, in my first outfit, I played bass, uh, then really kind of went head over heels into that. Um, still love, still absolutely uh, adore bassist and, and and playing bass i mm -hmm. uh, don't get a chance to as much in my in my current uh band but i definitely miss it so i started playing bass oh yeah i was i guess piano too that was always around um mm -hmm. did you take lessons or was it like I get, yeah no I, I loosely i'd say it was like a local uh, i think a church the church pianist from uh whatever whatever church i was in i think i, I took lessons like you know the classic story i think 
you know, we pay her in, in meatballs and, and I would go and she teach yeah, me yeah. for a half hour, just chord structure and, and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I definitely, I, um, I was exposed to, to, to piano at a very young age. I guess that was the first real instrument then for me was the piano. Okay. And where was this? Where were you? Uh... This is in Warren. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah so okay. I guess a little backstory. I'm born and raised in Warren, Rhode Island. Um, my current band is the Warren Kids. Uh, it's a little play on words that our, our drummer Christian came up with. Um, so it's the Warren Kids. So I grew up in Warren. Mm -hmm. And that's where I started taking lessons. Yeah. And you mentioned that, that early band. Like, what was your first band? Ooh. Um, okay. Uh, my first band was a garage band in high school. Um, we were all working, well, two of us at the time. Uh, I played bass. There was a young lady who sang. Uh, her, brother, her brother played guitar. And we had a guy that was playing drums for us. And we all worked at, well, 50% of the band worked at Newport Creamery. So on the signs there, nice. there, there used to be signs that would offer a senior dip to patrons that would come in above a certain age. Yep. And so uh, the lead singer and I always thought it was a funny thing to have the band name. You know, we were in high school at the time. Uh, we called it Senior Discount. The first oh, one yeah, we played was, was a battle of bands um, at Mount Hope High School in Bristol. And then uh, from there, I think um, that's when I met Christian, my, my, uh, my current drummer. Met him in high school as well, too. Started hanging out with, with him. Um, he never had played any instrument at all before. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he would. Yeah, so the story of me and Christian meeting is actually kind of an interesting one. Um, yeah. So at the time, um, I know that you must be familiar with Christian being a drummer yourself. Oh, of course. Yeah, I've done shows with him, and that's why actually I was even just surprised, just because he's such a solid drummer to have him just be like, I oh, he's just kind of like, you know, uh, well, he just kind of fell let's, in let's, or whatever. Yeah. No, <laughs> we need to, we need to, we need to tread very lightly on the idea of calling Christian anything of a remotely. Uh, uh, serviceable drummer <laughs> okay we'll edit this out so yeah <laughs> uh, um, but yeah we've no, uh you know played shows with him and yeah yes obviously seen you but yeah no you guys but yeah uh, please continue talking about one one of his other bands actually no plateau i just listened yeah. to the will shaft episode today who um who kind of gives a shout out to, to no plateau and i thought it was great anyways yeah um so christian and i he took an interest in playing music and he literally just went to my in my parents basement there was a drum set that my brother had there never touched it so he just started playing those and that was the first iteration of senior discount was the two of us and my friend. um probably playing with him since 2002 i want to say yeah it must have been 2002, 2002 my senior yeah. year yep so started playing with him um then uh, that band, Senior Discount, just uh, kind of started playing around Providence a lot. And, and actually, the living yeah. room being, we would consider our home base during those years. I'd say 2002 to like 2006-ish, 2010-ish, at the, mm -hmm. the latest, something like that. Yeah, so we played in Providence a lot. And that, that whole scene really got me, I think at the time I was 18, 19 years old. So that kind of full, fully you know, dipped my toe in the, the deep end of the Providence music scene at that time mm -hmm. with, with that band. Um, and then yeah. after them, I uh, ended up meeting my wife. I met my, then my girlfriend. She's from Jersey, so we moved down to Jersey for a little while. I started another band there with um, her cousin, one of my best buds okay. over in, down in Jersey, and that was my uh, band, Me and Who. I was, yeah. I was doing that as a solo when when senior discount was around i was doing the me and who project as a solo project on the side it was more of like an electronic like mm -hmm. poppy very poppy feel other stuff that i was doing uh yeah and then did that for a while we had some great opportunities in that uh band to play in new york new york city mm -hmm. a lot um unlike unlike so for that band it was interesting because playing out in providence for a while and, and getting into that scene um was great and that really kind of it changed my life um forever but then playing it around new york it was a totally different thing because like these national acts would come through and it was incredible that we just, just randomly i emailed this promoter around the area like the uh, new york new jersey connecticut area and he would just put us on national acts like just as we you know we had really no draw at all and we'd play like webster hall with like guy in the ambulance yeah. would come through and they'd be like yeah like go ahead go play um and it was amazing it was a great opportunity just to play in front of a bunch of audiences that were super receptive but like big 
you know, bigger, bigger crowds uh, in and around the city. So that was a great experience for me. Left there, moved to Boston for a little while. Um, didn't play, kind of gave up, put music on the back burner. I was in school, went to school during that time for you know roughly three, three years, four years. Yeah, you're a lawyer to, now, right? I am, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was in law school at the time in, in Boston. Yeah. Um, great experience. I mean, mm -hmm. that city, that city for me was, was a great time. But I, I although I wasn't writing, I was always writing as you know, like I guess. You know, like we can talk about it later, but the idea of like you know, as 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 someone who's a creative, you constantly feel the need to create. Like, there's no, I don't think there's any uh, reason rhyme to it. I mean, at my age now to be doing, you know, still trying to write and play out, and you know, even deal with the 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 Providence scene again, is um, there's got to be something. You know, there's got to be some sort of mental deficiency for me, or some <laughs> sort of disease, some sort of underlying disease that just like pulls you towards this. And so yeah. during the Boston years, I felt that for sure. So I was always having the itch, always having the itch. Um, had my, my first, my son was born 2016 and we were living just outside of Boston and we moved back to Rhode Island. And that's when I hooked up again with Christian. And then we started the Warren Kids. Yeah. That's a quick recap. You just blazed yeah. through like yeah. that. <laughs> Are we done? Are we done? We, all right. So yeah. All right, everyone. Podcast. So you got yeah. it. Uh, Let's, we, yeah, yeah, we just roll, we'll roll, just roll the, the spot now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, I'd love to just talk a little bit more about your experience playing in Senior Discount. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, from this side, you kind of glazed over it. Uh, but Senior Discount is a very well-known band from the scene. Yeah. You got to do some really big things. And uh, so, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you know. You know, you talked about the start of it, but can you talk a little bit about the experiences that you had with that band and, you know, some sure. of the places you played and um, just a little bit more of uh, some of the, the records that you did? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Judas Gun was uh, one of my uh, life-changing experiences. You know, I, I feel like there's been, in people's lives, you get like four or five really good moments in your life that'll change the path of it forever. And Judas Gun was definitely one of those for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like at the start, like for us, we kind of got picked up into the scene. This is the time of like um, Money, Money Fan Club at the time, who eventually became yeah. Money R.I. Um, Bad Larry, uh, the guys in Slick Willie. Um, yeah. A bunch of the, the bands at the time. I mean, it was an incre incredible time to play, be playing in Providence, especially during those years. Um, mm -hmm. And in this, I mean, you were, how would you describe the band? Sort of like punk? Got yeah, like no, kind of, no, pop punk. You know, yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to sell yeah. it for anything. That's interesting too. Is yeah. like I, that's one thing, which I, I, I love your podcast. By the way, I need to, I need to take Thank a you. moment to, to no, I, I'm a huge fan, um, and I think it's incredible what you do for the scene. I think it's incredible what you're contributing to the Providence uh, storyline, and I, and I think it's an important thing that you're doing. And so I just want to say thank you on behalf of allowing me on, and thank you just as a listener. But um. Oh, the idea of playing in Providence. So my yeah, I don't want to sell it short. Mm -hmm. My band was a was definitely a pop punk band in the in the mm -hmm. mid to early two thousands or late two thousands. So yeah, we were we were playing the stuff that everyone in the Providence music, the, you know, the quote unquote, you know, real Providence music scene hated. Like we were always an outcast at the table. Um, I, I oh, even okay. still today, I feel that way. Um, just because the music that we play, just I think for us is just something, especially for myself. I can't not write in that genre like i've tried so hard just as a songwriter like an exercise 
like right outside of that specific genre it's like almost impossible for me so to okay. play to play that music like it's not and at the time i felt like it was easy to say oh we're playing the type of music that we played for obvious you know reasons because it was the most commercially successful type of music at the time mm -hmm. but you know it's, it's funny because i now you know in jersey I, I did pretty much the same type of sound and now i'm pretty much doing the same type of sound so i think there's something like that just i can't shake in my you know songwriting abilities that like just keeps me there but yeah senior discount was uh, uh, uh well you're good at it so i wouldn't <laughs> worry about it yeah <laughs> that's, that's, See, that's one so thing fun. if you were like very that's bad so at writing pop <laughs> songs but you're <laughs> hey <laughs> i appreciate it it's so sweet yeah. um yeah no uh and then so with senior discount we uh we really kind of leaned into that culture at the time of like mm -hmm. tomfoolery there was a lot of like you know tongue-in-cheek dick and fart jokes things like that and like mm -hmm. senior discount played right to that because um our guitarist was creating this content before even like viral or there, there was even a need for video content our guitarist was creating these like viral videos and it was like selling the band the band's you know reputation preceded it when there wasn't even it I think at the end, at least my tenure of seeing discount, it, it came to a point where that it, it wasn't about the music anymore. It was about the the video and culture of what I think our, that brand was bringing forth, and it was great. It was, okay. it was it was so much fun. Like to say that you know there wasn't a day that I think we practiced you know seeing discount back in the day it was more of like a hangout. We practiced probably like two 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 three times a week. Yep. So like we're hanging out with our best friends. We had not a care in the world, no responsibilities. We we're laughing every single day. Whether it be you know writing something, playing something, hanging out, you know recording something, it was literally just a um, mm -hmm. um, like a like a funhouse of just insanity and wackiness all the time. It was awesome. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so we got hooked up. I think uh, our biggest connection that we made in Providence was the the Monty guys, and yep. they were incredible. They, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. We were like Christian Christian being a uh, self taught drummer, very slow process. Mm -hmm. The guitarist being a very slow process. Chucky taught himself guitar too um yeah who are the, the other members and and yeah discount? so yeah, we, um, so christian state and cousin chuck those are like the original guys mm -hmm. so christian and chucky were the founding members and then we eventually had a we brought a lead guitarist and that's kind of like the the bedrock foundation of band is became the uh the lead guitarist and that was kind of what the the senior discount heydays were um i left probably like 2006 2007 but before okay. that, the I, the guys um they really helped us out though with the, with the money guys, and I got to you know develop really good friendships with a lot of them. Um, and some of the guys, uh, Andrew, the, the piano player for money and the trombone player for money, um, him and Justin and I and, and Chris and you sang out a lot. And he kind of taught me a different he, he like so music for me local music started off when I was I used to skate back in the day. Um, so that skate culture kind of had a local band thing going on there's there was one time there's a, a skate park in the barrington ymca which uh had like a ska show and it was a pretty pretty crazy uh ska barrington band i can't remember the name of them but then eventually uh i used to go to this uh this kid's band shrunken aztecs it was actually seth manchester's band from uh machines with magnets oh yeah the engineer there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I knew seth through a buddy in town and more and um he went to private school so i knew some kid and we had this band, the Trunken Aztecs. They actually played in my high school graduation party. And then I uh, would see a discount. The second, the first album we recorded with seeing discount was at um, uh, what was it? Newcastle in Barrington or Riverside? Oh yeah, Newcastle, it was, Newcastle, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or was it Groundswell at the time? I can't remember. Um, we recorded our first. So that was me, Chuck, and Christian. We recorded like an EP, a five-song EP, which it still exists. I'm sure. I'm sure Chucky definitely has it. Mm -hmm. um, that was uh <laughs> uh i'd be embarrassed if that if that came to surface anytime soon but then eventually we well you know uh, i dig the band. you know i dig kevin oh so no i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> find like, it if like, so, and we're so gonna, if you're a true like, fan you know that i dig life. and everyone's like oh shit, james found <laughs> this <laughs> <laughs> yeah so please don't go looking for that and i know who's gonna have it um yeah i'm messaging chuck right now so, uh, <laughs> So then we had Tommy in the band, and um, that created like a whole uh, different uh, musical landscape. And I know it sounds trite saying it about a pop punk band, but it really did. 
it created like a whole different musical landscape for us to kind of start writing different stuff and at that point that's when we really started playing out live shows the videos took off like like wildfire mm -hmm. um then we hooked up with the Bad Larry guys, which is always great shows with those guys. So much fun, so many laughs. Um, and the Monty guys too, of course. They always took us under their wing and, and they taught us everything. Oh, that's what I was gonna say, going back to my original thought. Um, so one of the first, with the skateboarding thing, one of the first times I ever really knew a good local band was Groovis Mall. Back in the day in oh, Providence, yes. used to have the, yeah. the Gravity Games, and they were incredible, right? So I always mm -hmm. listened to Groovis Mall back in the day. I love them. Um, and then we used to hang out with Andrew and Justin. They were like, they're like, yo, you got to listen to this cat, uh, Gavin Castleton. And he mm -hmm. had, I forgot the name of the EP at the time, or even it was an LP. It was Gavin's like solo hip hop stuff. And it was incredible. Like it lit, mm -hmm. me and Christian probably wore that CD down to its, its, its mirror, uh, reflective paper. We, it was, we couldn't stop playing it. Mm -hmm. So listening to Gavin playing what we were playing, him and I started getting the itch to like play something different. And that's when I started, I think, going the electronic route. But going back to um, the the second CD we recorded with Senior Discount, we recorded with um, Joe Moody oh, okay. in yeah. Providence. I forget the name of the street. Uh, R.I.P. Joe. He was a great, great mm -hmm. human being. I forget the name of the, the, the studio, but we recorded the actual like, Senior Discount yeah, EP yeah. there, which was so much fun. We were like literally hanging out on the stoop, um, you know, being young 20 kids, um, it was a great experience. I would never trade it for the world. Why did you let her go? You know she loved you so. Fucked up and left her good. Just like you knew you would. Now she won't come around. Packed up, moved out of town. And now you're in the dumps. These words are full for chumps. She won't come back. She won't come back to me. She won't come back. She won't come back to me. She won't come back. She won't come back to me. She's gone, you've had it, the habits that were there, I'll quit them for next year. There's no shame, it's alright, I guess I must lose fight. The next time she's all round, I'll see you, she has found. She won't come back, she won't come back to me. She won't come back, she won't come back to me. She won't come back, she won't come back to me. She won't come back, she won't come back And then after that, I uh, moved down to Jersey. And that's when the mm -hmm. Me and Who stuff started. And again, I like that, that band incorporated. So that's, I started me and who, when we were still in Providence, actually, we used to hang out on like, um, Oakland street next to golden crust in Providence. And, okay. Um, we'd hang out with a lot of like the slick willy kids and that group there. That's when I started doing like the bedroom mean who stuff. Um, mm -hmm. which that, if you, if you want to do a deep dive, that stuff, it's, I'm sure it's still out there on maybe MySpace. But um, I started recording in my bedroom because I learned how to play a Motif Six ES from Andrew in Monty. Um, that was that was a good time. He came to my my parents' house. My practice space was above my parents' garage. He came to over one day and I gave him like a I want to say like a thirty rack of natural light, maybe whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and he taught me he taught me how to because he told me to buy this Motif Six ES, incredible machine. I still have it and, and I still write on it. Um, he taught it to me, and so I started playing around with that. And like, like kind of like that hyper pop, um, you know, just ultra, uh, auto tune stuff. I started working on it in my bed mm -hmm. and I, and I love that cause I just did the pop punk thing, but then made it a little electronic. And then I went down to Jersey and did that band. And then, and then you kind of like filled out the band from there, basically. Like you kind of had these like solo yeah. recordings and then you said, let's add a band to this. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Mm hmm that's something my, my this i'm most proud of that work i think not not i so we are warren kids are working on a current ep you know gonna be some mm -hmm. uh really awesome tracks on there but the stuff that i did with me down in jersey um it just came with such huge at that time i met a um a kid that had a recording studio in new york who i've been working with ever since even all the me and who stuff recorded with him um ron geffen so i started recording with ron i met him he was a young kid who was 16 i think and I started doing the mean who stuff with him. Um, and that's mm -hmm. where we developed like, uh, uh, 
a great working relationship with him. He, he eventually became like the Phil Spector to uh, the Warring Kids because we oh, would okay. go in and, and he was definitely the fifth Beatle always. And like everything I've ever worked on, cause he was just a, he was a savant. Like he would, I'd be like, Hey, I'm thinking of like, like, especially solos. Like I, I don't consider myself a guitarist, I'm still a bassist at heart, true and true. Um, but he would like, I'd be like, Hey, Rob, I'm thinking of this little noodle and he would just do it. And it was the best. And he would just, <laughs> we'd have a song recorded within like an hour. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the meaning who stuff was 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 great um and then uh eventually went to boston took a hiatus um came back to it and then we would kind of hit when i was living i was living metro west boston for a little while um my wife was pregnant at the time with our first and um that's when i started writing the, the first war and kids ep uh most of the songs on there are mostly about me missing home uh, mm -hmm. I'd been in Jersey, been in Jersey for about three, four years, been in Boston for about three, four years and just kind of really missed Rhode Island. And that first EP was almost like a homecoming EP in the sense of like every, I'm trying to think of the track listing, but most of the songs are like about longing for Rhode Island again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the stay lost EP that you did. Um, yep. so you were writing that prior to even coming back to Rhode Island. Yeah. Yep. I think that was like uh -huh. the final year when um, we were living uh, just outside of Boston. I, I wrote okay. within like a month or two basis, like just kind of cranked uh -huh. them out. That's, you know, some, I mean, some of the best work that comes, comes in quick succession. Yeah. Yeah. So can you talk about the start of that band then? Like what was the, per like the progression of, you know, coming back yeah. to the island and starting that? So, yeah. So once uh, we, we were back, we set up shop in North Kingstown and then, uh, immediately, uh, Christian and I were hanging out more and we're like, we, we need to start playing again. Mm -hmm. Best friends. Um, so we're hanging out and so we just started playing. I had these songs kind of that whole itch needed to get out. I just, I needed to get the release out. Um, so I started showing them then, uh, we went through a couple of iterations pretty quickly. Uh, Sean, Shawnee from no plateau was our lead for a little while. lead guitarist. It's always been Christian okay. and John, his his brother John, on bass. I've really tapped the state in uh, uh, <laughs> wealth wealth of musical well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So, any chance there's a state attached, then I'm, I'm like, all right. Are there any left? Yeah, there is. Left? There is, and I have a secret. Uh, we'll talk about it later on. I have a suit coming up, but I, I mean, I'm going to grab one last right. state for <laughs> an upcoming yeah. show, a big show. Good, um, good, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, so John was always a permanent member, John Staten and Christian's brother, mm -hmm. uh, who's an amazing bassist. He plays for No Plateau as mm -hmm. well. Um, he used to play for Eyes in Front, I believe. But he's incredible. And and it was adorable, actually, because we were having a conversation one time, and I forgot what it was. I just, I'm just saying this right now, just to put this in digital uh, history forever. John said to me, he was probably 16 or 17, if bassist, and he like listed you know, three bassists, one of which being me from the Senior Discount days. And I never would forget it, but now he just murder. He just absolutely crushes the bass, and there was no one else I want playing four strings in my band besides that gentleman. Mm -hmm. So I have John, and then um, now we have. <laughs> uh, so it's Hannah's Hannah State and their their sister. Her husband is playing in the band now. Lead that's Steve, and Steve's been with us the last you know couple releases that we've had like two two years something like that. And mm -hmm. that's the current lineup that we're playing with. Yeah, but we've, awesome. we've been, yeah, we've been having a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, yeah, can you talk about recording that EP and um, like how you know you mentioned that the the songs came together quick, but like what was the like where did you go and and record that and because uh, yeah, it did seem like it was a pretty accelerated start of the band, you know, and mm. obviously it's probably just because you have these like long relationships the machine, that yeah you can just, the, machine, you know, the so, machine was but, already in the works for sure yeah um which is crazy that's one thing too i feel like it's an important point to talk about especially on, in this medium um the providence scene when i came back was totally different it was like yeah. i think what when i left the scene it was definitely like a pay-to-play environment you know we were i think you know we were on the good side of a lot of people man um so it was just different and i came back and it was like so nice to see kids coming out to shows 
people being mm -hmm. interested. I think in the beginning of the one kids, it really wasn't there, but now, definitely currently it's, it's incredible to see the outpouring of support. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm just, we're not, not, not me personally, but like we, as a, as a, as a band are just finally trying to break back into that, like cool kid club of Providence, which, you know, uh -huh. again, we, I don't think we'll ever have a seat at the cool kids table. Um, just being the genre that we are, but, um, you know, that the love, the outpouring and the love that we see in the Providence team is, is, is incredible. Mm -hmm. What was the question? I feel like I missed the question entirely. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about, uh, the, uh, recording of that first EP. <laughs> How did that process come about? Like, what what changed with that? You know, like, were there certain things that uh, came out different, came out better than what you were first envisioning as you were, you oh, know, for sure, doing these yeah. songs and stuff? Can you talk about some I of think, those things? Absolutely. One specific um, instance where I feel like we just came out better than I can ever imagine is the track Charlie. Um, still to this day, one of the one songs that I really feel like we hit it, um, and I love it. But the mm -hmm. the producer, so when, the way we recorded it, it was the 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 guy Ron in New York, mm -hmm. and uh, it was pretty quick. The whole process, like I I don't want to poo poo too much of uh, what we do because it's it's pretty straightforward musically. So I think the recording process is easy. But for me, like I'll toil with like lyrics, song structure, um, not really song structure, but like like message and and mostly lyric. Like it's where I hang my hat on. It's just my mm -hmm. lyrics. Like and it's it's interesting too. Like to be can not be considered a, a songwriter like everyone i feel like um is used to someone in like a pop punk outfit or a punk outfit you know you don't really think of them as a songwriter but for myself like even again bringing back to the beatles i think what we play now is just a you know augmented version of of what they used to do back then so i really kind of want to lean into like the hard and things like that like do's and ahs and i love all that that, mm -hmm. that the vibe 50s doo-wop music but we kind of knocked the whole thing out i think in two days and mm -hmm. um didn't do much post-production stuff and then and then we were off to the races and then we were excited and then we wanted to start like at the time like my son probably won we, we were my wife was pregnant with our second maybe when that ep came out i can't remember uh, yeah it was like june of 2019 yeah so rowan my, my middle guy was around yeah so we released that which was awesome did some uh um shows and stuff started kind of hitting the ground running But yeah, one thing I found that was interesting is that your first show was the like album release for uh, <laughs> for that EP, mm -hmm. uh, which is just a, a cool little piece of trivia. Um, it's very yeah, you I definitely, think tool, you definitely something like that was you know like their first show they were already like signed or something or whatever you know like something like that. So oh shit, I know, I yeah, I'll, I'll I'll compare you to Tool, you know, like uh, <laughs> uh, I'll take it, I'll take it. It's good company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah, you mentioned some of the singles that you put out. And, you know, one thing that stands out with those are they're accompanied by like some amazing videos. And I'd love to just kind of learn a little yeah. bit more about that. Um, like, uh, 
like a who's making them just because i think it's a you know a really well done well thought out um, but it seems like you've just done a fantastic job of kind of packaging that and it sounds like i guess you know talking to you now like of pulling in some of those old influences you know some more of that senior discount you know of just having that you know ability to present something visually but also just have something that's really you know fun and inviting and and adds to the song itself you know um so can you talk about uh those videos and and what kind of went into them yeah absolutely uh i think that was just kind of a um keeping up with the times thing in the sense of mm -hmm. you realize you gotta not only as a uh songwriter you gotta keep pushing new material out but now i realize it has to be coupled with the visual i mean mm -hmm. the, with each video that we did the visual was so the 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 gentleman that we work with is always brian lau um and we also work with andrew lima on one um but brian mostly and we would always do it again in like a night like cause with with the kids and, and lives and everything else in the way we kind of just do it as quickly and as as cheaply as we can so the first one the idea i came up with the idea of the single shot oh yeah so that that was for the goodbye my valentine song yeah it was just shot in one like one single yeah, actually, shot around a house or whatever i should rewind too because i forgot we did it, it was I, I definitely want to get back to it but i forgot we did the uh the gemini video first we did the ep and then oh yeah the okay video at, that was at, at the galactic, at galactic. Yeah. yeah and i knew in my mind so for some reason in my mind i kept seeing i was like a single camera not moving at all in the galactic and then have like dancers in front and then i, I was looking around and i found the tropical girls and mm -hmm. uh they're incredible and so mm -hmm. I talked to I talked to Kristen, um, and then uh, they came. They did it, and they did it. We pretty much did it in one take because they just absolutely perfected what they did on their end. And they came and they executed mm -hmm. the best. And we shot that I think in two takes. Didn't move the camera at all. Just uh, super simple. But at the same time, I think it's visually like, for me. It's going back because the recording of the song itself kind of irks me, but. Um, watching it i think it's incredible and i'm like brian did such a good job the um Tropical girls did amazing mm -hmm. and uh it was just cool and, and dave let us in to to do that in the space so it, uh and i and i messed up uh while we were there I, I accidentally messed up his sound system so that the night at the galactic didn't have uh didn't have music in the background because of me oh, okay like you changed some of the settings for the yeah uh for the video performance and it <laughs> didn't yeah, go back yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't too thrilled about it yeah <laughs> yeah so that was a fun one for sure and i think after that that's when i started realizing like the the idea of like i we were putting out singles mm -hmm. and it made sense with money wise and we were traveling we were still traveling to new york so we'd get the guys we'd go up to new or down to new york and um we record in a day and come back and that's all we really had was the day so we were doing singles and then um mm -hmm. then we did goodbye my valentine and that's the idea when we sat down i was like um we got there and the guitarist at the time was um sam and Sam said he had this idea for a video, uh, and we tried it, the idea of it, and it wasn't working. I was like, we're just going to do a single shot, and we're going to do it this way. And we did it all, and we practiced it, like moving the drums, moving everything. We had two drum sets, I think, moving yeah. the, the amps and stuff, and it was done. Like, it, was, it really, like, you know, not to be too pretentious about something that, that was a part of creatively. I think it just came together, but, like, it really is like a ballet. Like, when you watch the video, it seems like... Mm -hmm. it, it moves pretty flawlessly and i was really proud of that one at the end and i sat and watched it mm -hmm. and like i think that people that like you know the cinephiles or whatever they like cinematography they're going to appreciate that video and just like the idea of the single shot i know it's been done before but i i just i think it was it was cool and it worked that was oh absolutely yeah yeah it was really well done and um i loved it yeah it was something that i haven't really uh, seen too much especially from um you know uh Kind of people in in this area so uh it was a really fun and, and inviting video to check out for sure for sure i appreciate that thank you yeah and i thought the what do we do after that you had uh five million miles and then get happy or, oh yeah most recent single so but uh the, yeah the five mil million miles one was like basically it's not looks like you threw a pool party yeah like a summertime thing and you <laughs> we actually filmed but, that but again like just to that fun and inviting thing it was just like uh, it was just cool to just watch you like having fun and having kids play your instruments and lighting off fireworks and just the, that the was way it was shot favorite... was just really visually appealing you know um the five million miles, miles video was shot on my birthday it was june 19th 
Um, it was the best. It was literally the best experience of my life. Like, I wrote that song. I wrote that song specifically for my for my kids. And um, mm-hmm. when I when I wrote it, they were like into it. Then they started like I, you know, they would run around after dinner every night. We'd always have like a dance party, and they would be into like music. And they started getting into like heavier music and like things like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, dope. Like they're they're kind of into my thing. So I wrote them the song, and then I was like, I need to have them now in this video to document to really take a snapshot of my life at the time and document it mm-hmm. um and i think that that video for me i also like i when i when i talked to brian originally about it i said um i want this to feel like a home video like a, like a you know the kids watch this and it looks grainy to them in 2035 and it's just like a <laughs> snapshot of what their life was and i think we we definitely did that and i and i love that video i love you know i watch it maybe once every couple of months just to remind me how little they were yeah no it's it's cool and it, yeah it obviously just means a lot more uh in that you know coming from that view so absolutely um, it was just a blast it was so much fun that's exactly mm-hmm. what it was it was just a uh, a big pool party we had fun But yeah, I'd love to talk about your new EP. Um, yeah, what do you have planned for that? Uh, yeah, just let let people know what's what's going on. Yeah, well, uh, we're literally in the process of doing it now. We were just tracking drums last week. Um, so the gentleman who did the Get Happy video was Andrew Lima. Um, mm-hmm. met, he's a Bristol uh, kid too. And started working with him, and then uh, the kid in New York who we were working with just priced us out. He's too expensive. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we reached out to Andrew, and so we're working on a five-song EP with him right now. Um, pretty excited about it. I think the stuff is going to sound great. Um, we're doing a, one of the tracks is going to be a folk track, which I'm interested in just branching. This EP is going to hit a couple different uh, um, you know, genres Next that I've been, music I've been interested in doing. Yeah. So like we have, a, we have horns on a song. Like a ska type feel song, and we're gonna have a you know, straightforward pop song, punk song, and then we have like some indie tracks. But not a lot of it is just sounding great. I'm loving the process because again, it's like an accelerated process because we just kind of com- committed to a timeline. And I'm forcing the creative process, but I'm kind of moving along quickly. Um, and it's just been fun. It's been like, you know, uh, as, as someone just creates constantly in my head it's it's fun it's like it's mm-hmm. all i think about like it's just a fun thing to kind of do in the background of someone with an add brain <laughs> yeah is there a title for the ep yet i don't know i don't know we're banging on a couple ideas but not really um we're hoping to release fairly quickly though uh we have a um cd release party at galactic theater that's a big yep. show we have coming up so we have a couple shows coming up um july yeah. Galactic is going to be our EP release, and um, it's going to be a fun thing to do. A bunch of um, hometown folks will hopefully come out to that show. Uh, yeah. I, th- I know that, I can say this is confirmed, uh, Jake Wasson, MD, is going to be opening for us that evening. Yeah, and, he, and what I day don't know, is that? Uh, this is going to be July 8th at the Galactic, July it's Saturday. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, we're playing Rejects, Hotel in Newport. Not sure where it is, but uh, we're playing that. Um, yeah, it's like Middletown, I think. But yeah, is it? Yeah, I think you're right. Thanks. We're playing that um, June 16th. That's a Friday evening. We're playing with uh, actually a, a, um, a guy who is crazy. So this the gentleman has a band called Pavid Vermin, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, you know them? 
I do. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> like, it's funny. Cause like, so this kid who I used to, he runs, used to run with the slick Willie guys. I knew him through that, but his mm -hmm. son went to kindergarten with my son and then we just hooked up that way. And then he's like showing me, he's like, he's showing me Spotify and things like that. He's got like, you know, 6,000 listeners a month. And I'm like, this is incredible. Like, mm -hmm. He just cranked out these tracks. It was, it was incredible. So I, I think he has like a, a, like a song library of like 500 songs already in like three years. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're going to be playing that show on the 16th. Um, and then we, uh, we're going to be playing the Warren Folks Fest this year too, which, uh, That's rad. yeah, yeah. We're super amped about it being obviously the hometown festival. I've been, I've been, I, you know, much like, I don't know if <laughs> I, I, I hounded you hounded you can be on your podcast i was like i said i'm a listener i'm a fan i probably was texting emailing you maybe on a monthly weekly basis just to get on the <laughs> no, podcast. i did this i did yeah. i feel like i did the same to uh the folks fest and warren and, and the gentleman who does the booking couldn't have been kinder and uh so finally this year he gave us a go and we're gonna be playing it and we're, we're super excited fantastic yeah that that's really cool um and yeah, uh, this will be. Do you have a release date for the EP itself? Is it coming yeah, out on? I think it's going to be. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to do a show and release on July 8th. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're hoping to move quick. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be up on all the digital platforms and everything like that. Or do you have anything else planned for uh, the release? Nope. I, I, I would love to have it pressed in some way, shape, or form, but I don't think it's going to be in the cards uh, just financially. Mm -hmm. but yeah they're definitely up on all platforms um but right now we're just we're really you know reveling in the fact that we're just creating again that's uh yeah. always been a, especially in today's day and age if you're not constantly you know creating then then you're just stagnant and you're growing moss yeah no well, it sounds like you just have that same uh same drive that i have and that many people that i've talked to have and you know, I've said it many times. It's weird. Like, I take a step back. Like, it doesn't logically why. make any sense to do this. Yeah. But I'd have to. Yeah. So that's what it is. Like, it, that's the thing that it doesn't logically make any sense is because I don't think it's a drive because I don't feel like it's funny. Like, like my wife, Meg, um, I don't feel like I'm driven in the sense of to be like, oh, you know, you get okay. to go to band practice with the kids. Should be, you get to go to band practice twice a week. I mean, once a week. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, but that's not like, to me, especially now, is like, it's almost like more of a job. Like, it's something mm -hmm. that I feel like I have to do. It's a, it's a burning, it's a desire. It's, it's something that like, you know, as I just have to be constantly creating, like, again, going back to the whole idea of like, um, I'm, I love stand-up comedy mm -hmm. and the, the idea that they're constantly like creating, they're just they're mm -hmm. on the road. They're doing like, I think the, 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 the love work of what a musician would want to do. They're just doing the road work and, and constantly growing and improving like that kind of thing is just interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great that you're able to do it and that you have this outlet and that you have this community of people around you and these, you know, friends that are with you, you know, um, for sure, for sure. you know, it's, and, and what you're putting out is, is legit. It's awesome. You know, Thanks, I, I really do enjoy the Warren kids and, and yeah, checking out, um, me and who, uh, it was really cool. Um, Thanks, well, uh, yeah, just one more question for you here. And, you know, it's one I always ask, uh, you know, with everything that you've done and, and kind of been a part of, like, what would you say has been your greatest musical accomplishment to this point? I have to say shooting the video for five million miles with my kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, like once I made the connection in that world with the most important thing in my world and that had to have been it right because i was hanging mm -hmm. out with my best my best buds and my kids were there and everyone was laughing having a great time and it was a celebration it was awesome so probably that i would say over anything else yeah that's really cool and that's a a great thing that uh yeah even a lot of musicians don't get to do so yeah I'm glad you had sure. that experience and sure. thanks man I truly appreciate your time. It was great to learn more about your musical past and, uh, you know, dive a little bit deeper into some of the bands you've been a part of. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to hear your new EP and, thanks, uh, you know, catch you over the summer. Yeah. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thanks, James. Well, hold on, Charlie. Charles, please hold on. 
society's out to get you Anxiety atom bombs We can still talk about nothing While sounding like sterile tears Oh father, don't desert me We both know that your end is near 